Focus Target Podcast. This is your host, Smiley. With you once again, episode 75, season three. With me today, Cheyenne Van. Surprise, surprise. What is going on, gentlemen? Good evening, gentlemen. We, what it do, my homies. What it do is we didn't think we were going to have a podcast today. It was going to be an out-of-focus target podcast. But, but uh, luckily, things changed, circumstances adjusted. And so we're here on short notice, but it turns out there's a lot going on in the world today that is, I would say, video game adjacent at the very least. And so uh, we thought we'd maybe get into the, the hype and talk a little bit about what's going on with GameStop, Reddit, and uh, and the, the U.S. stock market at large. Um, so, you know, before we get into all that, we do have a question of the day. So today, my question for you is actually very simple. Do you, I need a prediction from you about a soup or a bowl. So on one hand, we have a nice Kansas City made soup. On the other, we have the, ta- the famous Tampa Bay Bowl. Which do you guys think is going to do better, you know, in their upcoming food sampling? <laughs> <laughs> we'll start with Van. I forgot who was the soup. The, the, the soup was Kansas City. <laughs> okay. the, the bowl was right. Tampa Bay. <clears throat> okay. Tampa Bay Bowl. I'm really torn on this one because I hate both teams. Oh. Actually, I don't hate the Tampa. I don't hate Tampa Bay. I hate, I hate Kansas Tom City. Brady. Correct. I hate Tom Brady. Yeah, we're all in right. agreement. Okay. Well, maybe not. So it's really difficult because if anybody has the fortitude and experience to win a Super Bowl on their first time with any team, it's Tom Brady. Tom Brady. <laughs> and. But 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 Mahomey is like, dude. Mahomey, yeah. yeah, he's 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 bomb. I mean, back to back. Whether you want the soup or the bowl, he's a champion. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't I don't know, man. I um. I think predictions. I think it's going to be Kansas City, but I honestly want to see the Buccaneers win, and I don't know why. I think just because it'd be an amazing story, even if it is with Tom Brady. I've had enough Tom Brady stories. All right, let's go to Shy. Reading score predictions as well. Do I want to give it find out like a spread or like the actual score or the actual score prediction? Actual I'm gonna score. give it three. Three a three out of five star soup? Or no, you picked the bowl. The, the spread. <laughs> no, the bread. <laughs> now I'm confused. The, the spread. <laughs> I guess, spread spread. I, guess spread I, I guess I meant right. spread. Never mind. I don't know. Yeah. Right. I'm giving on the bed soup spread. or bowl. I'm giving the, the bread a spread of three. Okay. okay. Fair enough. I like it. I'm super Go ahead, here. Uh, what are we talking about now? Is this, are we talking about a restaurant? Um, Soups or bowls. So I got to look out for my co-hosts and their hatred of the, you know, Kansas City Chiefs and the AFC. So I got to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You guys are heroes in this, in this contest. Um, I, don't I, don't know. Cheer, I think but... it'd be cool to see, you know, Tampa Bay hasn't like been a standout team for a while. Right. Like I, I do remember, you know, the old, like what Trent Dilfer days, um, and like I remember them being a good team when I was younger, and I was living in Florida, so oh, yeah. we, they were everywhere. Uh, but um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, but uh, they just kind of haven't been up there. So and, you know, Kansas City's been kind of a name the last few years. They've been they've been on top. They've been you know rising in popularity. So I think it'd be cool to see Tampa Bay kind of come out on, come out on top. And I think it'd be cool. Isn't this one of those like one of those very rare years that the city of the Super Bowl is being hosted in? It's never happened where before. the team. It's oh, the this is the first time, time ever. ever. It's the first so, I mean, time ever, and there's no fans. <laughs> Well, I don't know if there's no fans. I think there's going to be fans. I think there's going to be some. Fans. But, but, yeah. 
not a normal yeah. year, which is kind of which sucks. That sucks so much. But still, <laughs> like, how cool would that be for the city to have your team in the city yes. win the Super Bowl and just kind of like I think it'd be super awesome. So yeah, I'm gonna um go that route and I'm gonna say the final score is gonna be four to three. Cool. So two safeties beats the field goal. <laughs> Got it. All right. So that's two for the bowl. Uh, you know. Uh, I'm going to be very frank here. I, if you're listening and you're offended by foul language or have children around, please cover your ears. Oh dear. You've been warned. Fuck Tom Brady. All right. <laughs> Fuck Tom Brady. I hate Tom Brady. He's, he's, he's garbage. Yeah, he's good. He's fine. He's been in the league 50 years. He better be good by this point. If he's still around. Oh, I, I mean, I'm right here. Yeah. You've had 20 years at your job. You better be pretty damn good at it. Like don't act like you need a trophy for that you got plenty of super bowls i i've had enough of him i hate that i have to go for him or i have to go for the chiefs against him i hate having to root for the chiefs i hate having to root for Mahomes, but i'm gonna do that Mahomes. i've Mahomes too everybody loves Mahomes. everybody loves Mahomes. you never find the guy's a stand home. up guy he is very charismatic he's, he's, he's gonna be hiding at what he does yeah charismatic, high you know? energy Sometimes, every now and then he's a lizard man Here's what you need. No, 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 I'm not I'm not some kind of whack job here. I'm just saying that sometimes it's good for guys' ego to remember that there's a couple people in the world who don't want to just get down on their knees in front of them. You know what I'm saying? Like, all right, so, you know, but he listen, he's my boy on Sunday because I can't go for Tom Brady. Um, I'm going for the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are a better team. But, you know, maybe I'm underestimating Tampa Bay. I mean, I really thought that between Tom Brady. Drew Brees, You're underestimating Tom Brady. Maybe that's what it is. But see, I don't even think that's the case. I don't think Brady could do it alone. I mean, maybe he could. But I mean, the other the two teams he went through were led by Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers. And I yeah. I they were good teams as well. Yes. So that's yeah, huge. I mean, it's you know, it's I can't yeah, I don't I don't, I think there's more than just Brady there, but I mean obviously they to Shy's point, they haven't been they weren't able to do it with James Winston. So some what changed, right? I mean, you gotta give credit where credit's due, but I'll be taking the I'll be taking the soup this this time around. Um, I don't think it's actually going to even be as close as you think. I bet it's I bet it's like a ten point spread. I mm. bet it's close at the, like the start of the fourth, but I bet by the end it's pulled away. But so Brady's like a fourth quarterback, a fourth fourth quarter quarterback. Yeah, well, Brady's especially in the also, Super Bowl, he's also old. He's an old man. That is that's ageism, sir. That is not tolerated. He's a a machine. You know, they just got to pump some oil into his joints. And they're always machines until the day they're not. I saw. I've seen a lot of quarterbacks hit that hit that cliff and fall off. We'll see. Mm. We'll see. That's my that's my prediction. Uh, If you have a prediction, if you'd like to tell us whether you prefer the soup or the bowl in uh, the upcoming event, uh, please be encouraged to do so. We would love to hear your thoughts on that. So from one. dicey legal situation to another let's talk about game stock um so look what you're looking at me like crazy what kind of, what kind of because, segue was that well, because, <laughs> no because, i got it oh, I, I got it, it. i yeah. i get it all right nice all right okay thank you <laughs> i mean you it wasn't dice, great you dice, you dice, you dice feel, up vegetables feel, to go i feel soup, like right? it was i feel like it wasn't that much of a leap but you know, again, if you'd like to tell me whether that was a ridiculous pun and didn't make any sense, or if you got it, we'd love to hear from you. Our contact information will be at the end of the show. So let's talk about what happened uh, in the week that was uh, on Wall Street. So, you know, just I'll, I'll give a quick rundown and you guys can jump in if I overlook something or, or, or misspeak because it is a little bit of a complex situation. Um, but the way I understand it is um, 
one of the t- common tactics of hedge funds is to target a stock that is kind of on its last legs and short sell the bejesus out of it, which means that you are essentially borrowing shares of it with the intent to pay with a legal requirement to pay that back after a certain amount of time. Your presumption is that the stock price will go down or perhaps completely bottom out if the, if the company goes under and that you'll be able to sell it back either extra cheap or not have to sell it back at all and make basically a tidy profit on the whole exchange. Um, this basically has gone down on a number of occasions. And so a group of Redditors on the subreddit Wall Street Bets had kind of paid attention to that. And when, for whatever reason, whether it was because of a, of a desire to help GameStop or just because this was the one that they were targeting and they, they saw an opportunity, a number of Redditors pooled their money and bought up a gang of GameStop stock options, which did the opposite of what the hedge fund managers were hoping and caused the price to go up, which basically caused an international panic because everybody flipped the hell out and uh, the hedge fund uh, was put in a, in a compromising financial situation. Got something shy? Yeah, I was gonna say if we want to talk any hard numbers, I don't know, well, not hard yeah, numbers, please, but estimate if numbers. Got some, let's go. I heard like something like the effect of like it, their stock went up like eleven hundred percent in like a day or something, and that like we're talking like as far as what hedge fund the hedge fund investors were losing like billions of dollars is what right. I heard. Right. And I mean, you can get that because when a stock price is so low, those sh- it's so cheap to buy shares. You can get so many shares for so much, so little money. And then once that price goes up, it, it really kind of compounds astronomically. So a um, lot going on there. And so it's caused a lot of discussion for a number of reasons, but the biggest the, the biggest kind of backlash came when a number of trading platforms, including Robinhood and uh, TD Ameritrade, put restrictions on people being able to purchase more positions in GameStop. And it was done, uh, like the reason that they cited was to prevent financial losses and, and things like that because of the market instability, which of course felt like a huge double standard to a majority of the people in America who, you know, when if I make a bad investment, nobody steps in to prevent me from losing too much money. But, you know, when people who are already fabulously wealthy um, start getting into trouble, all of a sudden everybody's up in arms. And so it kind of highlighted a disparity in how the rules are for depending on kind of where you are in the chain. And so I think that was one of the big the big social uh, issues. And so now a lot of the people who took those positions, who, who purchased that GameStop, I'm sorry, GameStop stock um, are, you know, have now refused to sell it, even though they could make a lot of money on, on, on the investments they made. They are kind of taking a moral stance to say, I'm not going to sell this because I would rather these people who have been taking advantage of the system are penalized, even if I then don't get to gen- benefit as much as I would. Um, so it's, it's a whole, it's an interesting situation for sure. And I mean, obviously um, I, I should have led with this in, in case anybody doesn't know GameStop, obviously pretty much the number one national video game retailer chain, wouldn't you say, as far as like a place with physical stores, like, is there anything that even competes with GameStop in the, in, like, I feel like all the old places like electronics boutique. I mean, they've yeah, I mean like, they're, they're, they're back gone. In the like yeah. The, yeah, yeah, they've all no... been gobbled up. There's no more exclusive video game right. locations with the exception of 
brick and mortar being GameStop, but I don't know if they outsell Walmarts and other things. Right, sure. But but as, but as far as games specifically, no yeah, chains, it's, it's yeah. the last standing gaming box that we can go to basically other other than mom that's not like a mom and pop yeah 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 Yeah. Yeah. okay so yeah so that so that was it so so that's got what happened did i miss anything is there anything you guys i didn't touch on that you guys wanted to highlight or point out about the situation i so i don't know so there's two different ways that you can bet again i mean there's multiple ways you can bet against not without going too much inside baseball right you can you can either short the the stock which is money ball (laughs) yeah which is um (laughs) Which is basically, um, yeah, like you said, I'll borrow it now. I'll pay for it later when it'll be a lot less expensive than it is now. Thus, I got it for a lot cheaper. Um, yes. Or you can also, and I can't remember if it's a put or what the other option is, but you can agree to buy the rights to buy yeah. it at a specific price at a certain time. And I don't can know you, if they put oh, a can you, put on can it you, or if can they you do that it. with stocks. I thought you could only do that yeah. with commodities. No, okay. you can do it with stocks also. Okay. So you can, so, so, and the way that works again, I don't, I don't want to get too crazy with this. Um, so, and you guys could be the audience on Budsman here. Um, so the way it works is say a stock is at $10. I think that stock's going to go down to eight. So I will buy the rights to sell that stock at $8 in the next month, six months, year, whatever it is. And depending on how, close i plan on doing it that's a big stretch right for a stock to drop two dollars basically 20 percent in two weeks is a huge stretch i'll get a grand percentage back on my investment because i'm taking a huge risk at that if i put it out a year i might only agree to getting a little bit percentage of increase back on that the problem with those is you don't physically own that stock at any given time you only own the rights to buy it therefore if the stock never comes down you've already put up a lot of money but yep. you're not putting up the total amount of the stock you're just saying buy you're putting up money to buy the stock at that certain price if it never comes down to that you never get to execute your option therefore your it expires and nothing ever happens so there's really two things to determine about how impactful this is to those hedge funds. Did they just simply short the stock where they borrowed a ton of shares? I think, I think, and I think that's what they did. Cause I think it was a hundred. That's everything I've shares. heard. I didn't yeah, hear. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cause if they did the put, then that would be different because, that's and I'm sure we'll talk about how we, how this could end the possibilities. If they did the put option and I, I believe it's a put, I could be wrong. Um, there's a couple of different ways. They either just need to hold the line, which is the term that they're using until yep. the contract expires for the put or they just need to hold the line indefinitely until somebody needs to pony up the money to, to buy the stocks back because they shorted, it, or they just sit there and never, never get their money back. Cause they've only lost money on paper. They haven't physically lost anything yet. Right. You don't lose until you sell a stock. So it depends yeah, on how they did it, how they shorted it. I'm pretty sure it's the short, like the first okay. scenario. That's what I keep hearing people say is that it's yeah. going to come a time when they have to pay back the, what they borrowed. And now it's so much more valuable that they're going to be out Got it. the billions yes. of dollars. And it's the GameStop investors, the the common man who are holding the line to, to really screw the Wall Street investors. And so I've listened to a few podcasts on this and only because every single one of them was extremely adamant about this. I want to go on the record disclaiming that we are not advising anybody one way or another. We're not a financial podcast. We are not giving advice. Don't listen to anything here, like clearly as possible. I don't know how, how else to say it. We're yeah, not, we're, we're just kind of talking of giving this advice. hundred yes, percent. This is a purely informational and opinion based. No, no advice, no um, normative judgments. Um, really more just about the situation than the, yeah. than the math behind it. Right. And, and the only reason I got that. that 
technical was because I was trying That's to understand good. which which one it was. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. But either way, I mean, the the the, the principle is still there they were betting against it and reddit rallied and said no let's pump this stock up by just sheer amount of numbers and volume and trading and and that's what it did exactly what they expected it to do and so let's get to my first question for you guys then which is do you see anything because i mean there's there's been a lot of backlash uh, from both sides um kind of demonizing each other so do you think Let's start with the, the maybe the the easier question. Do you think the way hedge funds operate is is wrong or morally uh, questionable? Let's put it like that. Who do you want to go first? Okay, get we'll a direct question. Shy, um, please. If I can just set it, say aside, say an aside about what Van just spent some time explaining sure. to us, because I don't, I don't really understand stocks, but it's it's hearing systems like that and and how that works and then thinking about like how insurance works in our country and that makes me just nervous about civilization and just how everything is just on a paper thread like i mean you know like everything is just approximations and gambling to a certain extent and it's just oh man it just i don't know i don't get it but all right that's your question it does it like yeah i never really i'd heard of hedge funds i never understood what a hedge fund was until this happened and i've heard now countless people explain what it is and it, and it makes me sad and it makes me sad that, so that that kind of system exists where basically people are saying i think i think this person this this thing is dying and i'm gonna bet on it dying you know i don't know i mean well, and and in a way in hurry its death along yeah Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, when people see a hedge fund taking those short positions, like that's like red flags, like this thing's going down a band. Yeah. Like, ship, what do they so. know? Yeah. Exactly. That we I don't. Mean, yeah. Think of like, think if you're in the hospital and like you were like, you know, you're running out of oxygen and the doctor walking in is like, well, we could put you on a ventilator or you're dying anyway. So let's just, let's just unplug all the IVs and take you off any kind of, we'll, we'll stop having the nurse come around. You know, I mean, you're dying anyway. You might as well Which, and I mean, that is, that's kind of <clears throat> like there, that does happen. Like that's that there's like end of life care for people who yeah. where it's like, we're basically going to stop trying to fix you and just make you comfortable for your last days. And the question is, did they try to fix them though? Like, right. You know, yeah. I mean, well, there you go. We can't, sure, we, can't, we can't discover people's motivations. We don't know people's yes. thoughts, but like, you know, yeah, absolutely. What do you think, Van? I just want to <clears throat> real quick um, definition of a put by Investopedia. It's, it's pretty short. Um, so uh, I guess, here we go. It says a put option gives the owner the right, but not the obligation to sell the underlying asset at a specific price through a specific expiration date. The price of a long put will vary depending on the price of the stock, the volatility of the stock and the time left to expiration. So it is a, it is a put that I was describing earlier. So. Right. But why did you read it? Cause like, that's exactly what you said. Like, well, I just want to make sure that you oh, nailed yeah, I it. I need a correction you, corner. You, yeah. You don't need to if correct it. If correct right. the first time. It's a validation <laughs> corner. Yeah. There you like, go. I just yeah. want you guys to know I wasn't making that up. Corner. I wasn't making that up. <laughs> yeah. Corroboration. Validation. Van's validation. I like it. Well, I like it. Van's validation yeah. corner. Um, so, so what, what was the question again? I'm not been paying attention to this podcast. Clearly. Um, do you think the way hedge funds operate is morally questionable? Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, I So they have a clear and distinct major advantage over layman investors such as ourselves. And it's not just in their knowledge, it's in their infrastructure and everything. Like they literally have supercomputers that utilize radio frequencies because information travels faster without the impedance of uh, fiber optic network. So they will literally like use radio frequencies to make 
um, exchanges so that they can hit those triggers like a millisecond before somebody on a computer can and stuff like that. So literally they have these, they, then that's not, that's not tinfoil hat. That's literally out there. They have these infrastructures to, to do these things better than we can. So they already have an edge on us. So, um, but I guess to say, is it morally and I guess I'm, t I'm talking more about uh, this a situation like this, where you're basically, they're basically encouraging a company to go out of business, right? And I mean, no, I, I think that, I think the, they're they're taking the risk. Um, I don't mm -hmm. think there's any morality to it, to okay. be honest. I, I think it is okay. what it is. They see that it's going under. They see that, especially with COVID, people aren't visiting these brick and mortar stores. They were already stopped because of the digital age that we live in with downloads and whatnot. And GameStop was trying to be a part of that by selling digital downloads themselves, even though they're a brick and mortar location. Um, no, I, I, I don't think there's any morality to betting against a dying stock. I, I think it just is what it is. All right. Well, let me flip this back onto you then. On the other side, what about what do you think of what the redditors did? Do you think there's anything wrong with the no, way they counteracted? Not. I don't. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I do think it brings to light the new age in which we live in with regards to stock purchasing and selling. Where back in the day, you used to have to call your broker. He'd go to Wall Street physically. He'd hold up a ticket. If he couldn't yeah. get the stock at the price that you requested, he'd have to come back to you pick you up on the phone. Hey, I couldn't get at this price. Do you want to try a different price? This is what the going rate is. I got it locked in at blah, blah, blah. And like the transactions literally took hours, right? Now, and they cost money. Now with the advents of, you know, the internet and app-based um, functions for um, purchasing stocks and whatnot, like Robinhood, where they don't charge you a fee to, to buy or sell stocks, where most companies do, like TD Ameritrade, Charles Schwab, all of them will charge you anytime you want to make a purchase or a sell of a stock. You typically have to pay. Well, Robinhood doesn't ask you to do those things. Now, you typically can't day trade unless you put up, you know, the, the, the certain amount of money. Um, but you could buy stocks without having to pay money. So people can buy 10 now, buy another 100 later, buy another 100 later, buy another 10, like at an instant, at a, at a whim. Um, so that didn't exist literally just like five years ago or yep. 10 years ago. It didn't exist. So I just think the, and I, I don't, I'm not saying regulation in a sense where I'm, I think it needs to be regulated more, um, but we certainly need to explore in the financial industry, what the current situation is, what the current capabilities are, and what we are going to allow as a group of individuals and what we're not going to allow. But do I think what um, either side did is wrong? No, I think they both did what was in their right and neither one should be penalized. What I do think was a step out of bounds was Robin Hood not allowing individuals to purchase stocks, basically inserting themselves between the citizen and their objective. And that always bothers me when anybody puts themselves between and says, I know better than you do. You do not need to buy this. That bothers me like to no end. All right. Well, that was gonna be my next question. So you're ahead of the game on that. So Shai, I'll give both questions to you uh, really quickly. Do you, do you see anything wrong with what the Redditors did? And do you then, how do you feel about like the, the stoppage of transacting that Robinhood put in place? 
Yeah, I think um, I don't see anything wrong with what the Redditors did. I think that if it did anything, it really exposed probably what happens on a daily basis in the markets. And like Van Absolutely. said, like you have probably less individ- individuals with much more resources doing exactly the same. But like it's it's part of the system. It's the norm, right? It's like that quote from uh, The Dark Knight when the Joker's in the hospital talking to Two-Face. He's like, you know, when a soldier dies in Afghanistan, no one freaks out. You know, when a dog gets hit in the run over in the road, nobody freaks out. But, you know, you put a bomb in a hospital and everybody starts freaking out you know like um, so you know like no one cares if there's like 10 and 10 wall street you know gurus just like you know manipulating markets or whatever but like as soon as you know hundreds of you know lay people come together and do it also it's like whoa you're not supposed to do that that's our territory now you're hurting us you know like you said van we know better than you you know we 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 majored in this in school right this is our life you know um and so I don't, as far as the Redditors, I don't think they did anything wrong. Um, as far as Robin Hood, um, it is interesting that it's called Robin Hood, right? And which, you know, you associate with the someone irony. who is a champion is of the common person against the wealthy. And in this case, it seems like it's the opposite. But uh, It's been a lot um, of great memes this week. I bet, I bet. <laughs> Thanks to Robin Hood. Um, There's been some real funny ones. <laughs> I, so I don't know. Like, I think um, it would have been interesting... And I haven't really heard a lot. I mean, I've heard people say that that they did this, that they took the stance that like it was because of like market volatility or stuff like that. But I mean, I'd I'd be interested if they could really justify cutting off the trading for GameStop. Like, like was the trading for GameStop threatening like our economy as we know it? The S and P or like like, Dow Jones? Yeah, yeah. Was it going to crash the market or really were they just looking out for you know friends, coworkers, you know, you know people that you know like I don't know the elite. um, I don't know. Well, let's turn this a little bit back to to gaming since that's kind of the focus of the podcast. Let's let's talk about GameStop itself and how they kind of they. I mean, they you know in a way they were kind of the beneficiaries of this, right? Like, I mean, For they sure. were championed their stock. They literally were going to go under, and you know they kind of got a bailout, not a government or a corporate bailout, but a but a bailout by the people. Do they deserve that? Did do you? What do you guys think of GameStop kind of getting? But even if it's only a short term. Uh, they have an opportunity here where they probably were going to go down and now they haven't. And so they have a chance to perhaps salvage something. What do you, do you guys think they're worthy of that? Let's go back. Let's go back to shy on this one. What do you think about GameStop's role in all this and their, their place and all this? I'd be curious to see if, and I doubt this is going to happen, but if like given like a second chance, if they'll change maybe anything about their, like their strategy that would make them more viable. And the question I have is like, why are they going under like as the last physical retail major physical retailer of games especially used games um like i would think that there's enough people out there who like physical copies and getting them at a discount that that would still be a draw but apparently it's not and so the question is are they are their margins too high you know what what about their business model model isn't working or just is there no demand is it literally nowadays it's digital or well, that can't be like um, i mean there's as you guys well know from being in my house there's two game stops on a on the same intersection and like they're both doing business like i see yeah. people in there like you could certainly say there's bloat there like why yeah. do you have two game stops close together shut one of those down and, and save some money but like i i, I mean obviously this is super anecdotal this is my area we're talking about a national corporation but like people are still buying stuff from them so like you'd think that there would be levers they could pull to yeah. say maybe we need to scale back our number of locations our hours our you know like you said our costs our overhead like to, to say i don't know what do you think van where what's your uh, perspective on it um yeah so they got a, a ridiculous influx of new cash with the increase in, in stock price 
Um, I mean, I couldn't pretend to know what they should or shouldn't do with the money better than they do. I mean, outside looking in, we don't understand their or right. know their financials or anything Absolutely like that. True. But so I'm, I'm honestly, I'm indifferent in that question. Um, mm. I don't, I don't, I don't have an opinion one way or another, whether it's good, whether it's bad. Um, I think they, if I were to guess, I would think they wouldn't go out and spend all that money right now either because they know what's going on, the, the volatility between this. Um, so yeah, they have the cash flow on hand, but I don't, I don't know. I, uh, I yeah. think they're indifferent. Yeah. I don't think you do much with it. All right, fellas. Well, uh, I'm glad we got to talk about this. It was a little bit of a different topic. Is there anything else, any other final closing thoughts you want to, you want to say or pose questions of your own you want to pose before we, before we close the book on GameStop? Yeah. Uh, so it looks like GameStop closed almost 800 stores worldwide since the beginning of 2019. Um, mm. Just as a little So, little so they are, they are shutting them down. Yeah. And, and the only reason I remember that is because the GameStop next to my location is actually closing too. They've been doing uh, uh, liquidation sales recently also, yeah. which surprises me because of all those things you're saying, like it's impossible to buy a computer right now. It's impossible to buy the next gen um, consoles. Now, is that, is that because of production? Or is it because there's so many other people out there buying buying games because we're all quarantined, we're all locked at home? Yeah, and I think the market would be hungry for it. Would just be ridiculous for it. But are <laughs> they just not are they just not getting getting their share because of places like Amazon? I don't know. It's yeah, Amazon, the, the secondary market offer up, um, eBay's things like that, which will certainly have the same titles that they're trying to sell at a much lesser price. Um, you know, what whenever you know? I want to buy a, a secondhand game. I will say, okay, how much are you selling it for at GameStop? And then I will check <laughs> offer up and I will check eBay also. And I'll just pull the trigger on whichever one is less expensive because one's not going to be better than the other at, at any of those three locations. I'm still getting the same exact, the same exact item. So what's funny is, you know, I mentioned I have those two GameStops right by my house, the GameStop that is by my old place um, a little bit further to the South closed a couple, a couple mm. weeks back. And like I never still open. I didn't think about that until today. Like I don't know why I didn't even consider it, but I was like, why did that one close? (laughs) But these two are still open. I was like, that's you know. So some somebody's making choices. I don't know if they're good ones. (laughs) So the only the only other thing I want to talk about is like where do you see this ending? Do Hmm. you because again, as I mentioned, it's it's only paper. They haven't lost anything till they sell. If they if they truly shorted, right? So they 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 borrowed it at a price. And they still have the option to sell um, at any time they want. So do the hedge fund, who's, so it's this war of attrition now between the hedge fund managers and the Redditors. Because if the Redditors cave and start to give in and they start seeing people sell off and and they realize, hey, you know, everybody's going to sell off anyway. I'm going to get out. I'm going to get out as well. I still can while I still make a profit, blah, blah, blah. Then it goes back down and hedge fund managers just pull the trigger in six months, a year from now. And all this was exciting, but it was all for not. See, I, yeah. to... I guess the question about that is what's the time frame? Yeah. Right. Like how long do they have before they're obligated to, to purchase? Back yeah. So if shares? it's a short, I don't think there is an obligated time. If it's a put, then, for, then there is a, a time short sale. Me. I thought there was like, I think there is a, maybe, an obligated I don't know. Time. We have to maybe do that. some. Yeah. We'll, um, we'll, yeah. So if there's, if there's a definitive time, yeah yeah so i guess so, so that's what it is and they call that what, what is that i can't remember what that scenario is called the prisoner's fallacy or something like a prisoner's that prisoner's dilemma i think is what it's called and it's like why don't the prisoners just take over the jail right there's 20 guards and right. there's Can 2,000 inmates together. yeah but it's because all of them 
can't count on the other person to actually do what they say they're going to do. Yeah. And that's the same position that the Redditors are in. So if they don't, quote unquote, hold the line, which is a phrase they're using, well, the hedge fund managers are going to win also. Um, I call me cynical. I honestly think they're going to cave. And, and I think they're, they're going to start seeing the writing on the wall when the stock price starts to go down. And everybody's like, okay, this was exciting. This was fun. Let's just go ahead and get out. They're going to get out. And hedge fund managers are going to be able to, to sell that at the price that they expected to in the first place. So, As somebody who's licensed, I think I have to recuse myself from this question as well, unfortunately. So I'm going to defer to Shai. Um, I don't know. I think that probably part of me leans towards what Van's saying. Like I would hope that it would go differently, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think that obviously um, the investors are already, the, the Wall Street investors are already getting help from other places. So why would we assume that, uh, that they're not going, you know, they're not going to get off scot-free in the end. Um, I, yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Jay. While we've been talking though, um, I'm talking about kind of why GameStop's failing. I, I thought of a new, another maybe op-ed podcast we could have in the future, not really one we could back up, but one that we could talk about is, you know, is there a chance that less people are actually maybe playing games these days? And what if like more people are streaming games, you know, what is like the impact of maybe like what Twitch has had on the, on, like on, on the game buying market, you know, or, you know, maybe more people are just watching other people play games as opposed to buying their own games. Like I'm just trying to think of reasons why. Um, or people are playing games on their phones. Games? Like, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> games on your phone. It's like an, that's like a paradox. Um, I, there's something to that shy. And again, this is, strictly anecdotal um when i was on the ibuypower discord probably 23 out of 24 hours a day trying to track track my computer like every other question about a pc build was hey do you think i could stream with these specs can i stream with these yeah. specs like it's crazy how everybody wants to buy a pc to stream now so yeah. clearly if they're if they're trying to if they're excited about streaming, the flip side is the demand is there. Listen, for... They see clowns like us on Focus Target making, you know, international waves with a podcast like this. And they're like, why can't I get on and play games and have yeah. people follow me the way, the way, you know, I could be Focus Target. We can get I sponsorships from EA and Microsoft like Focus Target has. So the last thing I want to say about this whole GameStop thing before we get derailed too far is that... Um, this isn't going to be the last one. They've been doing this for a couple of years. This is just the one that take, took the most traction. They used to call these meme stocks and I would monitor them. Typically they did them with um, penny stocks because you can, you know, influence a lot more with a lot less money. So there'd be like a, like Dogecoin, for example. Um, right now it's going for like 0 0.007. So seven tenths of a cent per share. So imagine you throw a hundred at it. You have, I don't know what the hell the math is, but it's a lot of thousands of shares. Um, so they're easily manipulated and, that's what a lot of companies have been doing for a long time. That's why they say, hey, try to stay away from penny, not they, but that's why some advise to stay away from penny stocks because they're so volatile because you could pump and dump them so quickly with not a lot of force behind it. I think what makes this one significant is it wasn't an extremely cheap stock. It was still a, a relatively inexpensive stock, but the fact that they were able to rally all the thousands and millions of people on Reddit to, to make it happen, it was- One well, that it was, it was such a well-known name, like those penny stocks. Yeah, oh yeah, it's some companies. oil well or gold. Old well right. in 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 Brazil or something like that. So yeah, yeah game stock. Don't spit on Dogecoin. <laughs> Close so, to my uh, heart. So that so that's interesting. That that's that's significant. And then the other thing is, I just want to mention is the SEC has publicly stated that they're going to closely review what Robinhood did. Um, so at least there's yeah. there's uh, been a lot of congressmen of and senators calling for yep. 
for that. So yeah, we will see what happens with that. All right, gentlemen, let's let's move on to our next topic. All right, so our next topic is an old topic, one near and dear to our hearts, and it's used to be disc in the drive. Then because we weren't playing, some of us weren't playing games as much, we changed it to what are you up to? But I think this time we've got discs and drives potentially. So we'll see. Let's cycle around. Let's let's talk about uh, what we've been up to, what we've been playing. I'm going to start this time with myself. Hey, I'm going to go first this time. Um, so I um, have really been, so um, I don't remember if I mentioned this on the pod before, but they came out with a new version of RPG Maker, um, RPG Maker MZ. Um, and... Uh, I decided to pick that up around Christmas time and I kind of had an idea for a new RPG that I wanted to make. And I've, tr- ever since I came out with Rainwalkers um, a number of years ago, I have tried to make, to get back into making my next RPG. And I've always been stopped by either, like there's a lot of things that kind of can derail me, lack of time. The fact that anytime you're starting an RPG, like, there's so much groundwork and like it doesn't get as much fun until you actually have enough built that you can start actually like playing it and like feeling it. And so a lot of times, like it was just a lot of like item creation and weapon creation and and mechanic adjustments and things like that, that were kind of would slow you down. And then finally, the thing that really stopped me with, with MV, which was the previous version, was there's a lot of things I wanted to do that I couldn't because of technical limitations without like actually dedicating myself to learning JavaScript coding from the ground up, which was just not something I had the time or appetite for. So like I kept running into walls where it's like I'd have an idea for a cool game, but then I wouldn't be able to do it because of one reason or another. Um, so now with this new version, I've gotten very... Um, fortunate to to finally get over a lot of those humps i had a cool idea that i really liked that i've kind of been playing with uh, i have not really come into any technical limitations in fact with the new version there's been a lot of custom made plugins that people in the community have made that have allowed me to do a lot of things that technically had not been possible for me for a long time and that allows me to put in a lot of the cool features that i want in a game like a collectible card system and like like a little bit more uh, like a lot of like mini games and side games that are a lot less like driven through chat menus and talking to an NPC and having to pick from a list of things, but actually having like an interface to do things and track things. And um, I've just gotten very, very into it. And so I know you guys have wanted me to play a lot of Deep Rock Galactic lately, and I haven't really done a whole lot because really all I want to do is work on my RPG. Um, so that's where I've been. Um, I've been, I, like the other night I was up until like three in the morning working on it. And like, I didn't even realize it. Like I just, I was just cranking along and I looked at the clock and I was like, Oh my God, like what time is it? This is insane. So like, that's how you know, you're getting into something. Um, but I'm very excited. I've finally got it to a point where like, I've gotten all the frameworks in and like, I've gotten through an intro in and the story's starting to come together and I can actually start playing it to test it to make sure that it has the most important quality which is that it's actually fun to play and an enjoyable experience um you know with a couple of my previous attempts like i started with a cool idea but then once i started playing it i was like this is this is not fun and like if it's not fun to me (laughs) 
<laughs> what are we even doing here you know so um so that's what i've been up to that's been basically all i've been up to i've, I've been doing a little reading a little still playing mario 35 here and there before it goes away it's got two months left um and i've been doing a lot of uh final fantasy 4 free enterprise because that game is amazing but um but those are more kind of like when i have a little time here or there for the most part my gaming time's gone to rpg maker and working on my next rpg so so when's your pre-alpha come out that's a good question. I, I actually want to try to get something out earlier this time, um, like a, like a, at least like a demo, um, especially because I just feel like when I finally got my game into like your guys' hands last time, especially somebody like Tankin who really seemed to enjoy it, like I got a lot of great feedback and a lot of it, it was just like, it's a little, like, it's a little bit too late for me to change it at this point in the game. And that's another reason I'm very excited about this version is that I've learned so much from that. And so like a lot of stuff I did in Rainwalkers was very poorly coded. And so trying to make changes to it was a huge undertaking, like hours and hours of work to change things and a lot of risk that you're going to break things and not know how to fix it. Whereas now that I've learned the system a lot better, I really have made a lot more intelligent coding ease a lot more compartmentalized easily easy to go in and change things and have it apply upstream and then filter down rather than having to change it at every individual level so um i'm hoping to actually have something out uh, at some point i mean we're probably still a couple months away because like i've only got like 10 15 minutes of gameplay right now and it's mostly tutorial but um but i i, I think especially i've got a lot of ambitious ideas and i'm excited about it but i worry I hope it's not too cumbersome. I was actually thinking about that today. Is like, am I making this too, is there too much? Are there too many side systems and like bounties and hunts and card collecting and this and that? And like, is it just going to be too overwhelming where people are not, are like, this is just kind of, you know, some games- so can, cumbersome to the player, not to yourself. Yeah, not to me, not to me. But like, yeah, is it, is it something that, am I throwing too much at people too fast? Things like that. I would like, say- so, prematurely for advice that you didn't ask for <laughs> i would say it's better to have it in there than and let the player decide whether they want to do it or not as long as it's yes. not a blocker that's know, how i, I feel well indeed yeah, yeah. and you know that's really the the crux of what drives this game is is i'm trying and it's very challenging I, I don't think we've seen it done well in a lot of places i'm trying to marry an open world concept where you can do a lot of grinding and you can do a lot of side quests and side activities with while still finding a way to maintain a story driven traditional rpg that has a plot that moves forward that has challenging encounters because you're not super over leveled from doing all the side shit so a lot there's, there's a lot that i still have to work on and i think it's going to require a lot of balancing and a lot of play testing and so i do want to try to get uh people who are interested in trying it in earlier than i did in rainwalkers for sure so so yeah maybe well, maybe that'll be a, a sweepstakes giveaway to one of our podcast listeners they can message in and we'll give them a demo code i don't think sarah's interested is the problem <laughs> <laughs> But you never know. <laughs> hey, we have like tens of subscribers, okay? So, so one I've of them heard. is listening. Sure, I've heard. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's sh let's shift this over to uh, to Van. Van, what have you been up to? <clears throat> A couple things. Game wise, um, announcement: my PC finally came in. Woo! Is oh, that it back there? Cheers! <sighs> I didn't even realize that. It was lurking, yeah, in, our lurking in the background the whole time. For our, 
our astute podcast watchers, they may have noticed that my PC went from white to black. So it finally came in. It came in uh, two or three days ago. Um, so that that's 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 super exciting. Um, it is honestly everything. It, it's more than I expected. It's it's outperforming my expectations. Um, so I'm so far three days, seventy two hours of experience with it. It's just absolutely in, in a step up from what I had before. And kudos to iBuyPower for literally giving me not giving me, but getting to me a product that um, surpassed my expectations at a what I honestly think is the best price out there at the time when I purchased it. So they did take a, there's 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 some work that needs to be done at IBA Power in the area of customer service and returning calls and communications <laughs> thing like that. However, their Discord is actually very helpful. So if anybody's listening, um, Discord is where you want to be with IBA Power. Not trying to get them on the phone not trying to uh, submit help tickets, but literally just go to Discord, put your question in there, and literally a rep will get back to you within seconds. It's it's crazy. So Discord is where it's at. Um, but anyways, with, without all that being said, um, yeah, it took, took a lot longer than I expected. I ordered it back in December 13th, and it just arrived a couple of days ago. Um, so, you know, I, I think it said three to four week delivery for custom PCs, and it took seven, so twice that. But again, it was the holidays, there's COVID, so it is what it right. is. Bottom line is I have it now and it's performing beautifully. I'm very happy with it. So it's, it is a very high quality product for this one. Okay. Um, so I got the chance, with that being said, you may remember on previous podcasts, the reason I um, ponied up the money for this is because I couldn't play many games on my old PC. Um, one of them is, you know, being cyberpunk, which is absolutely was very Cyber difficult punk. to play on a lot of computers and consoles and the like. So, um, I threw cyberpunk on here, um, try ultra settings, 1440 running, no problem. I didn't check the FPS counter, but it was, was, you know, running i didn't see notice any glitches or anything like that and i said screw it and let me throw on some ray tracing so i put on ray tracing ultra 1440p and the game looks beautiful it runs smooth i'm just super excited to actually dive in and actually get some some play time behind this game so i only got a couple hours um there are already issues that i've that i've ran into one of them which was very frustrating um and could be even more frustrating if you care about these things more than i do like some of our friends on the podcast um i spent maybe half hour, 45 minutes creating the character I wanted. And as I went to start the game, it was loading and crashed. And, and so all wiped that? all my character settings, oh, wiped everything. So crazy. then after that, like I was, I was pissed and I was like, shit, is this going to happen again? So then I make a character quickly and then run it through and it, and it starts right away. So I'm like, okay, so it must've just been whatever, was going on with the coding and the specific attributes that I selected is what crashed it. So I went back and actually just made a different, I, I, I started as a female, female, oh, excuse me, as a feminine character because they don't have male, female in this one. Mm -hmm. um, and then I, I've switched over to a masculine character. And um, so now I'm playing as a boy instead of a girl, but it's hard to imagine if that would have happened to me. I'd have been really upset. I would lost. Yeah, like I can't remember if it was you or who it is, but some people <laughs> probably like two, probably two, probably two, two and a half minutes worth of time spent on that character. I, that would have been unacceptable to me. 
It's so funny because like I'm sitting here theoretically viewing it from the outside. And I'm like, you know, you spend 40, 50 minutes building a character. You lose it. That's a chance to like start from scratch and maybe you build a different one. Maybe, maybe you like it more. I mean, I don't Three very different views of character When, when are we going to character creation simulator game? That's all I want. Just create characters all day. Oh, that's right. It's Mr. I change characters Gosh. as often as I can. I completely I'm forgot like... about that. I didn't even think about this. I might have a job for you. Ooh, yeah, I like it. Like oh, if there's anybody, like have a you, need, you need a voiceover voice for your uh, your manly no. uh, and protagonist. No. <laughs> I could reface your characters. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I got a little bit into cyberpunk. Um, oh it so far it's pretty cool. It, it seems like it has a pretty high learning curve. Um, what's weird is that I, I feel unfamiliar with mouse and keyboard controls um because i just haven't done it in so long that honestly my my precision's not there like it used to be when i was playing you know 10 hours of fps a day which i guess is understandable um so it does feel a little bit uncomfortable so i'm, I'm hoping that will go through pretty quickly um it'll you know it'll all come back to me but past couple hours the game's absolutely beautiful um it's been been a lot of fun so i'm hoping to to dive into that and have a, a really nice um maybe a really nice recap someday on the podcast or the next disc in the drive so well, to, if, if i can ever pull myself away from my own rpg i'll have to try to boot that up again too on ps4 and see if i can get a little further well like um, i said they did the uh the patch that's supposed to make it a little bit smoother yeah and I, I didn't have too many problems even by ps4 standards so hopefully that did make a big difference uh shy uh, i know we didn't leave you a whole lot of time but uh what, what's been the disc <laughs> in your drive yeah let me do a lightning round thing and i don't know if, i mean we may not get to deep rock galactic which would be sad but maybe we can end with Dang that it. briefly we um, did a whole podcast so <laughs> yeah there you go where it's covered um when we were talking so first of all i guess i got to give my shout out to war of the visions because i still play that game um the tower has returned smiley i don't think i think you'd quit before the tower ever came but i, I have to admit this is like my favorite mode of the game because it basically there's tower with different levels different floors that have different like groupings elements types of enemies that are meant to challenge like different teams you can put together and basically you have every 24 hours you can like every 24 hour span you can refresh your characters hp and like abilities but within that 24 hours as your characters die or they use abilities like that's consistent as you like climb the tower until like the next day when you can actually like kind of like get them refreshed and and the tower is pretty challenging so sometimes like especially near the end it can take you like like the 24 hours just to get through one floor like not that it takes you 24 play time hours but you know i mean you kind of just go through your whole team and then like and then you're just done for the day until the the refresh so um you know i took like a three-month break from the game and so when i came back like the tower version two had just come out and i felt really weak (laughs) like i'd missed like the last two to three months of like power creep and like characters so like i barely got anything done so it's been kind of cool now like two months later to be like oh man like i can kind of see what i've been able to do the last two months and like really kind of be able to see some progress so um when we last talked to Disc in the Drive, I just started playing Final Fantasy X, and I told you guys that I was going to like play more of that, that I'd catch up with you guys on that. Well, I have to admit, I got to the Calm Lands, if you guys remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, first place you run into Mal- Marlboros. I think I got a solid, what, like 15 or 20 hours into the game. So, I mean, I, I definitely got decently far. But, man, like, status effects in that game sucked. Like any RPG. But the problem I'm having with Ten, and I didn't really research it because I didn't want to, like, get into, like, guides and, like, go that route. I really wanted to try to do it more organically, is that I have, like, no resources to make any resistance items at all. Like, all the resistance items require things that I don't, I either didn't have any of or, like, one of. And, I mean, I need, like, five of them. Like, I need, like, five confusion bracers, you know, or whatever. You know, I need, like, five, you know, stone. And it's just... I was getting a little frustrated. Like I'd, every time I ran to Malbrum, I was just trying to escape and flee all the time because like I knew if I was in an extended fight with them, I was just done. Um, I'm here. So I know that it's kinda, weird. <laughs> that kind of took a, that kind of took a side 
um, seat. If I remember correctly, so Final Fantasy X is, as I think we talked about a little bit last time, is really a game about forcing you to kind of use different characters for different situations. Mm-hmm. That's and what I, it wants to do. Yeah, and I've been like cycling people to release for the EXP, but maybe I there may be abilities that I'm not aware of. <laughs> well, I think what, as, if I remember correctly, and don't quote me on this 100%, but I, if I remember correctly, <clears throat> one of the ways that you can get around status effects is I don't believe status effects can be applied to summons. So I think you. Oh, tend, see, I didn't know that. Aha. Tend to lean uh-huh. on Yuna for that part. When Great. You, Man, see, you bring in a summon, yeah, you take yeah. out the Marlboro at least, and then you can usually get through it. But and, I mean, yeah. those guys can be dangerous. You know, I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. I know this is your time. The last time I played Final Fantasy X <laughs> was when I was grinding to try to finish out the, you know, finish out the. Uh, oh. Basically, yes. Yeah, pumping out my gamer score if I was an Xbox user. Um, Trying to get the platinum, right? And so I was trying Mm -hmm. to do some of those trophy things. And I was down in one of the optional dungeons and I went all the way to the end of it, beat it, was on my way out, on my way out. This is a dangerous place. I got complacent. I got ambushed by a bunch of Super Marlboros who confused my whole team before I could take an action and my guys killed each other. And I lost literally like two and a half hours Mm -hmm. of playtime. And I was like, I'm never getting that time back. I'm not redoing it. And yeah. that's the last time that games would turn on for me. So those guys are still dangerous no matter yeah. what, but there are ways to take, to take it, to take care of them. And it's that, yeah, it's that kind of stuff that like got me the when I, like in high school, when I played for the first time, I didn't know about stuff like zombie. I didn't use black pages and stuff like that. I just don't, I guess I don't take like RPGs off into like the high level. You know what I mean? I'm much more of like mm-hmm. a direct person. So like, I didn't know about the summons. And I rarely use unit because to me, like summons feel like a, a very like limited resource. Like their HP doesn't replenish unless like, yep. you know, you do some, so I'm always like, I'm never going to touch unit. Cause I don't want to like, you know, but then I never use her. And so then she boss. never, yeah like you know rainy day so all right so one more game i want to touch on i know our time is short but i really want to talk about this because i don't know if you guys have touched on played this game and i just think it's i think it's just awesome i for the longest time i wanted to pick up near automata um i remember playing like the original near game back on the xbox you know like nobody knew about and it it was really clunky and i played a little bit of it but you know near near automata comes out everybody's like all about it there's collabs with 14 all this stuff um, it was on sale on Steam like a year or two ago. I picked it up and never got into it. But when I when ten like there's a collab coming up in, in War of the Visions, and I've told you that like with a lot of these collaborations, I'm like, oh, I should play that game. I should play that game. Um, so I booted it up the other day and I, I played through it. Now the thing about Near is it's a short game. Like I actually beat it. One of the few games I've ever beat. You know, um, but it was maybe like twelve to fifteen hours. But it's got like ten different endings. And like three different characters you can play through as. So like the idea is you kind of play through the game multiple times. You see it from different perspectives. And I got to say, I would recommend that game to almost anybody. Um, I mean, it's just a fun game to play. It's plat- I think it's Platinum Games and they're just known for making solid action games. It's just really fun to play. Um, it's just a beautiful game. And the mu- I got to say the music is probably almost the highlight of the game. It's got like a really orchestral score with like really great vocals. And um it's just like haunting. It has a really cool, like kind of philosophical um, bent to the story as well. Cause basically you're playing as androids who are fighting for humanity, who have like left like the earth because basically a robot alien army invaded the earth. So basically humans made androids to go fight these other robots. And it's like, these androids are like sentient though. And so this whole, the whole story you're playing as the androids and you're kind of like, you know, like you're kind of questioning kind of like what you're doing and you're experiencing other, these other robots who are also like kind of, it seems like they're gaining sentience. And there's like this whole idea of like, what kind of makes like a being conscious or like, you know, valuable. And I don't know, it's, I just, I really thought it was cool. Um, Really like probably if, if we had to go, I know, I guess it was 2021. Whenever we do our game, you know, in, 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 at the end of the year, when we talk about games of 2021, uh, that's definitely gonna be in the running for me. Um, 
Well, that's good to know. Well, and was is it more of a uh, like an FPS or like is it true no, like action? It's, like it's Devil third May person. Cry style it's, it's so I would say it's like Devil May Cry, but not as punishing. I would say okay. it's it's not a super. I would say it's not a super challenging game, and I don't remember there being difficulty settings on it. Um, but but like it's all third person. You have melee attacks. You have um, like some ranged attacks. You have upgrade paths, which is kind of cool. So there's RPG elements. And then what's cool is like as you play through the characters, the characters play very differently. So the very first character you play is kind of like I think a, an all rounder. She she has really strong melee, some good ranged. Um, as soon as I picked up the second character, like after my first playthrough, because you kind of are forced to play the next character then on the next playthrough, I went in. I'm like whacking things like oh I'm just, I know how to play this game, and I just got decimated. And it turns out like he's not a melee attacker, and his whole thing is he does like hacking mini games. So you have to hack the robots and you enter this little like mini game where you're playing like a little ship shooting things and stuff like that and dashing all over the place and like whole different like it's like playing it you know i don't know like it's kind of like playing a different game all of a sudden and hmm. just really really interesting really unique cool that's good to know it's always good to know you know be have games like that on your radar for steam sales <laughs> yeah all right gentlemen i think we're about out of time any final closing thoughts this fine day Year of Our Lord 2021, February 2nd. I don't think I said that when I came in. All right. Well, you know what? If you want to tell us what you've been up to, what discs are in your drive, so to speak, um, we can be reached at the following locations on Twitter at Focus Target, on YouTube, Focus Target Podcast, or via email, Focus Target Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, thanks for being with us today. This is the Focus Targets Podcast. I'm your host, Smiley. This is Shy. And I'm Ben. As always, cover us, Porkins. We're out.